You're now listening to a Bingeful Brain podcast, a show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another podcast episode. Today, we are going to talk about my hopes and dreams to become anorexia nervosa sufferer. <laughs> that's basically it. That's, that's, that was my reality a couple of years ago. So today, in general, we are going to talk about those disordered thoughts that you may have and you may be feeling ashamed of them. But I want to reassure you that we all have or we all had those thoughts at some point in our eating disorder times. And I want to talk about it because I feel like it's connected to shame. So shame is a feeling of embarrassment about having done something wrong or thinking about doing something. And binge eating is accompanied by this critical inner voice that triggers feelings of guilt and shame around your eating habits, weight and body image. Also, binge eating lives in this shameful place and it thrives on secrecy. That's why we need to talk about it because shame and binge eating or in general eating disorders are di directly connected. And we have a couple of types of shame, for example, internal shame, when you experience negative self-judgments and you belittle yourself, you question your own worth, but also we have the external shame when your shame comes from a belief that others evaluate you negatively and they see you less than. We also have a body shame and specifically binge eating related shame. And you have to ask yourself a question like, why shame is a problem? Because when you feel shame, you are not curious about your behavior. And to change the behavior, you first have to be aware of it, understand it, be curious, and then you may uh, attempt to change it. Shame also impacts your beliefs, because when you feel shame, you often start believing that you're broken. It also lowers your level of consciousness. It darkens the lenses you look through. And let me give you two quotes. The first quote is, Shame cannot exist in conditions of light, sunshine, and humor. So the very moment that you share your most shameful moments, you can learn to laugh at them. Then the spell is lifted, and you too are free. And another quote about shame. If you put shame in Petri dish, it needs three things to grow exponentially. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. If you put the same amount of shame in a Petri dish and dose it with empathy, it can't survive. That's why in today's episode, I want to laugh at my own thoughts that I used to feel ashamed of. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to tell you about all the crazy things I did, like stealing food from roommates, using shady supplements that were supposed to help me burn fat, but actually could kill me. No. Today, I want to talk about thoughts that I had that I was also ashamed of. But also later, I found out that surprisingly, so many people have similar thoughts. 
So if at the end of today's episode, you will think to yourself like, oof, me too, and you're gonna feel less ashamed, then I achieved my goal. I just want you to feel relief. I want you to know that I understand and other listeners understand too. You are not alone. We all have these these disordered thoughts. And the first thought I want to talk about is about me wanting to have anorexia. Yes, at some point in my binge eating times, I wished I would have anorexia. I suffered from mainly from binge eating disorder and I thought like that this is like <laughs> inferior eating disorder that I would be even maybe proud of myself if I would suffer from anorexia because that would mean that I have some willpower, I have some self-control, but with binge eating, I felt like this is inferior eating disorder. I also wish wished I would have bulimia because then maybe at least I would have the willpower to exercise to compensate for the binge. But with binge eating disorder, after each binge, I just felt like a balloon and I wasn't even able to, you know, to engage in any compensatory behaviors. I mean, I tried. I tried to develop bulimia, but it didn't really work out well for me. So I, I felt like <laughs> like I'm, I'm not even good enough to have bulimia. <laughs> and also, but, but the prominent thought was that I wish I would have anorexia. And the, the ridiculous thing is that I would be even looking for inspiration in like pro-anasites to evoke, to develop an anorexia. I looked for solutions like how can I teach my brain to hate food? How can I get, get a reward from not eating food? Because this is what happens in people with, with anorexia. Because I thought that, okay, if I'm going to develop it, of course, the anorexia recovery would be simpler than binge eating recovery, which is not really true. And the worst part is that anorexia nervosa is the most lethal psychiatric disorder. So the risk of death from anorexia is way higher than from, for example, major depression. So that's crazy that I wanted to have a psychiatric disorder uh, that is, you know, highly linked with with death. This is, uh, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> the other shameful thought I had was about how much I could trade in my life for my perfect body. Yeah, sure. Right now, I think that this is kind of weird, weird, but apparently at the time I was so determined to have a perfect body that I would really give you a lot uh, in exchange for a perfect body. And apparently it is also pretty common. So how do I know that it's pretty common? Because research from 2011 uh, conducted by some kind of um, eating disorder charity with the partnership with the University of West of England, they did some kind of survey and they found out that 30% of women would trade at least one year of their life to achieve their ideal body weight and shape. And to give you more precise statistics, the research has also found out that in order to achieve their ideal body weight and shape, 16% of women would trade one year of their life, 10% would trade two to five years of their life, 2% would trade six to 10 years of their life to achieve uh, perfect body weight, and 1% 
would trade 21 years or more of their life to achieve perfect body shape. In a way, this sounds ridiculous. But I wonder, you know, (laughs) what kind of years are we trading? If I'm trading maybe my super old self who really wants to die, but maybe is bound to bed, (laughs) then who knows, maybe I would trade that year (laughs) of my life. And the very interesting fact from this survey is that 79 of the women surveyed, they reported that they would like to lose weight, despite the fact that the majority of women sampled, and it was 78%, they were actually within the underweight or normal weight ranges. How crazy is that? But of course, I get the mindset. I was there. Maybe I'm still there too, in a way. (laughs) But seeing that, seeing those numbers, it really just blows my mind. It just shows like what our society values. And, And dieting is such a distraction. Women could run the world. We could do so much, but we are obsessed with shrinking our bodies crazy. Another disordered thought that I was kind of ashamed of is that I wanted to be sick in order to lose weight. So at the time when I was obsessed with losing weight, I would, you know, I would be happy if I would go into an accident and, for example, I would be hospitalized and my appetite would be lower. Or maybe I would have some kind of accident and they would put me in a coma. They would be uh, feeding me through a feeding tube and in that way I would lose weight. Like, okay, you want to exchange one year in coma for uh, weight loss? Yeah, sure, sign me up. (laughs) Those kind of things are kind of crazy, but I think I, I know where where it's coming from. So I think it's it's also my upbringing. So the, the, the funny thing is that women in my family, they would be always happy if they would get a stomach flu because then they would have diarrhea and they would lose weight and they would be happy about that. And I have early memories from that. Like I knew that, oh, if you get stomach flu, you are losing weight and all you have to do is just sustain it which of course is impossible because, you know, (laughs) it's not how it works. Even if you lose weight, it's not really the the fat loss. Anyways, but this is still happening. You know, if my mom got a stomach flu like a year ago, she would tell me that, oh yeah, at at least I I lost some weight. (laughs) How crazy is that, that we, we see the opportunity in our sickness, that we are getting excited about losing weight because we are sick. So, you know, in my family, that was that was something very present throughout my childhood, teenage years, because my mom dieted since I remember. She dieted probably before I was, I was born. I also have two older sisters. So in my family, just women always can bond over diets. <laughs> let me just, let me just stop here. I'm not going to go too deep into that. But other thoughts other disordered thoughts I had was about, you know, me having that dream that one day I'm going to earn so much money that I'm just going to go to maybe some tropical island or I'm just going to rent a cottage somewhere in the forest. I'm going to be 
living alone for a couple of months and then when I'm on my own I'm going to lose weight because of course in a house I'm going to keep only healthy foods there will be no temptations no binge foods in a house there will be no supermarket nearby and in that way I'm going to lose weight in those couple of months and then I'm going to go back to the society and it's going to be like a glow up I'm going to transform myself and you know then show up in the world to see how much I achieved (laughs) just because I changed my body weight and and my shape um yes so that was one of my dreams the other dream was just you know saving a lot of money for like liposuction (laughs) so um yes that that was it that was all what I wanted to share in today's uh, podcast episode that maybe you also have these kind of disordered thoughts, if you feel riddled with guilt and shame after binge eating or after having those disordered eating thoughts, let me tell you, I get that. I've been there. And in my opinion, letting go of secrecy, judgment and silence can help you in overcoming binge eating. As they say, shame corrodes the part of you that believes you are capable of change. I think it's it's a quote. I think it's another quote for Brenna Brown <laughs> that shame corrodes the part of you that believes you are capable of change. So if you are ready to let go of secrecy and shame, schedule with me a free breakthrough session on Zoom. The chances are that you've never told anyone that you struggle with binge eating, that you don't have anyone you can talk to. So I'm here to listen to you without any judgment. And let me tell you, it's going to, you are going to feel relieved after telling somebody about your story. Yeah, you are going to let go at least partially, you're going to let go of that shame because you know that you are not the only one struggling. And it's real relief to just talk uh, with somebody about that. So just click the link below, apply for my coaching program, then we can schedule a no commitment free uh, breakthrough session. But first you need to apply through the application process. Uh, I'm going to contact with you. We are going to schedule this free uh, breakthrough session. And again, you don't have to sign up for for a program. The session is uh, free. There is no commitment during the call, we can talk about your options, but you don't have to sign up for my coaching. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for listening to me today and see you in the next podcast episode. Bye! If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Binge Pro Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Pro Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye!